My name is Brianna, and I welcome you to the Tales of Adventure, a D&D podcast like no other. So, <laughs> my name is James. I'm in the UK. My character, Mercy, is part of a live stream called The Reign of Olympus by Havago Heroes on Twitch. We broadcast every other Wednesday, 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. GMT. If you want to find us, um, you can follow uh, at HAG underscore heroes on Twitter. Uh, there is also a Facebook page uh, where we pretty much post the same things about keeping people in touch with, you know, when we're going live. And our episodes are on video, was it VOD, Video On Demand, on YouTube. And you can also find episodes on Spotify and Podbean. All you have to do is just search for Rain of Adam. What you will notice is that she is quite tall, quite lithe-looking. Um, she's got not pale skin, but it's sort of like kind of like the, that classic sort of like almost like porcelain some coloration, you know, n- not not super pale, but pale enough. She has got fairly fairly angular features. She's got very, I wouldn't say super long black hair, but certainly shoulder length black hair. If you weren't paying attention too much, you'd think there was like weird gl- glitteriness in, in the hair. Almost like, like weird little like starlight sparkles. If you blink too much, you think, is that just me because I'm blinking, or is it actually there? Um, she's she's also got one blue eye and one red eye. Her clothing is is quite sparse, like a very sort of like half sort of like chest plate that basically covers the shoulders with maybe a couple of small shoulder pads, plated sort of like waist where she would normally hang her weapon, which is currently. She wears a fairly plain sort of like dark toga sort of thing underneath that. But what you will notice is that with the exception of like the top of her neck and face, the rest of her body is completely covered in like band is like in like wrappings. Against the table you will probably see a fairly dark metalish looking like shield. It's it's what they call an aspis shield. It's a circular shield, but it's got like two little half moons cut into it. The actual edging is kind of like edged like laurels, I suppose, for want of a better word. And in the direct center of the shield is actually, it's a a pomegranate, but it's in the shape of a skull. Her weapon is a literal skull mace. It's a combination of, like, odd-looking metal and bone. And there is a very large, ominous-looking skull, probably staring straight at you with spikes coming out from, like, most of the head, except for the actual front part of it. I'm afraid I must beg your pardon, but you look like you're trying to not draw attention to yourself, and I'm also trying to not draw attention to myself, so do you mind if I join you? Well, it's certainly a free country. I mean, there's an open seat, and I don't see many others around here, but considering the general clientele, I, I suppose you're safer with me than anybody else. Well, if you have a look around, some of these people seem to be fairly unkempt and washed and God knows, God knows what else. So, yes, um, 
if there's nowhere else freely available, but, but by all means, if you need somewhere to lay low, I can I can probably scare a few people away if necessary. It's appreciated. Some of the people in this area are not particularly fond of me, but unfortunately, I have business in this area and I have no idea what my contact's going to be here. Could take hours knowing him. Well, that, that sounds like a horrible arrangement. I mean, I mean, is he meant to be a friend or something? Friend is a strong word for it, but he... There's a situation I had him monitoring. An alliance of mutual convenience, then? Yes. He's very good at ferreting up the information that I need, but he's very bad about punctuality and tends to get in so much trouble. I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's a man you're talking about. Yes. Old friend of mine. Has its uses. Hmm, that kind of says a lot, really. But that's none of my business. I apologize. I have not introduced, introduced myself. My name is Estra. I'm, I'm not always terribly good with accents, for whatever reason. I'm not. <laughs> when, you, when you spend a lot of time where I've been. I spend my time a little bit of everywhere, so... I, I can imagine. Um... Feel free to call me Mercy. Pleasure to meet you. So what brings you here? Well, if I'm being perfectly honest, my my companions and I are... Well, we're doing random things. And every so often I just feel the need to just get away from them because sometimes they do things that aren't... <sighs> Dirty and smart. Well, we have, we have, it's kind of weird, you know, we have, we have good intentions and good ideas, whether or whether or not they're actually smart is, is another matter, but we do, well, we do what we can, and we have survived together thus far, which is surprising. Um, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to toot my own horn, being the, uh, the major healer of the group. Um, I do what I can to keep everybody boosted as, as best as I can. Th- thankfully, Kaya, our bard, has uh, the ability to help me out as well, which is useful. And um, Gavriel, our paladin, if he gets himself into a little bit, if I can't reach him, at least he can... He can... I, don't, <laughs> I was going to say touch himself. No, he can, he can like... He can lay hands on himself. I believe that is the terminology they prefer. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're, they're they're off doing they're off doing something, and I think there was a rumor that there was people in here that were money to be wary of. So I, I wasn't about I wasn't about to stop faffing around with whatever they were doing, and knowing my look, they would only piss me off. So I I, I opted to uh, keep an eye on things as much as as much as I generally despise people. This is quite an interesting exercise, really, getting to see what these kind of people get up to, judging by the noises and the smells. And it's, I, I may have made I, I may have made a questionable life choice, I suppose. There are worse life choices. You should see what happens in the bar down the street. So the reason I choose this one, that one's just... Well, whatever you do, don't tell our Minotaur. Anything involving a potential fracas, you'll be, um... <laughs> the proverbial bull in a china shop. So that meant hard is with you? Mm, yes. I mean, I mean, well, you can't necessarily miss him. His beautiful baritone kind of carries a long way. I've noticed that 
caused an interesting conversation to occur with some of my other business associates. Oh, I see. They're a little twitchy around Minotaurs, but don't worry, your friend is safe. Well, he's big enough and daft enough to take care of himself. How long have you been traveling with this group? Oh, not that long, to be perfectly honest. It was... <laughs> Let's put it this way. If it was up to me, we, we, we would never have been traveling together to start with. I reckon we've been together a couple of months now, maybe? Um, it's it's kind of... It's, it's a ridiculous story. Um, I don't particularly want to bore you, but if I suppose if we've both got time to kill... I have plenty of time to kill, and I'm always interested in, ridic- in ridiculous stories. It's kind of a long story. Whether it's interesting or not is, is, an, is open to discussion. It's more interesting than watching that gentleman over there pick his nose where he thinks no one's looking. I'm glad someone else noticed that, because that's quite disgusting. Um, as close as the other guy. I'm not going to mention what he's doing. Well... I was tasked by my head priestess to head down to the city of Thebes to bestow a gift from my temple. There was a fe- uh, the festival of grapes in honor of Dionysus, the god of wine and debauchery and, and things. I'm familiar with that festival. Unfortunately, I had to miss it this year. It's probably a good thing you did, dear. Things didn't quite go according to whatever plans they had, certainly. Did they ever... Yes, I was basically sent as like a an envoy to send to send a gift on behalf of Persephone uh, to him for this festival, and I was just sent there to sort of like <laughs> like they assumed I'd enjoy myself. That's just it's as if they didn't know me at all. But while I was there, something very peculiar happened. There was a disruption the actual opening ceremony. Dionysus was there in all of his glory and he proclaimed the festival open and hoped everybody would eat, drink, be merry, all that horrible stuff. But then, bizarrely, some of the guards actually turned on, 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 on the people and started attacking them indiscriminately. Oh my! And I was at the wrong end. I was at I was at a different end of the room, but but you can't you can't mistake weird screams and things happening. Um, and then that's when things happened. Basically, the paladin and the minotaur all rushed forward to basically intervene. And when they started getting attacked, he was like, "Oh, okay, things are happening." So they, obviously they retaliated. Um, there was a woman that had been blindsided and was bleeding out, so I immediately. Had to had to rush and help. I managed to immediately stabilise her, which is which is what I'm able to do as a grave cleric of Persephone. I was able to stave her from stave her from the the door of Hades. Very useful indeed. And I was wondering about the, the regalia, but Persephone, that makes sense. Uh, we took care of it, but what annoys me most is that Dionysus, in a very peculiar fit of pique thought it would be fun to actually blame us for causing it, even though we helped out. Which which still baffles me to this day. Maybe he was, bastard. I God knows what he'd been drinking. God God knows what he'd been drinking, and he'd probably been drinking probably for weeks before. I don't believe he ever stops. But that's Dionysus for you. He's, he's, 
<laughs> he's one. He's one of those. But anyway, so he basically said if we didn't want to be, I don't know, condemned, killed, whatever, we would fix this for whatever reason. It's kind of. He was horribly vague, as most gods tend to be. I don't know if you've, I, I don't know if you've ever literally come across actual physical gods before, but very vague and very vain and very rarely helpful. Some of them make me question how they were even gods to start with. It's very, they're very rarely actually helpful, unfortunately. It's most confusing, but yes, it's kind of it's kind of peculiar because there was myself. There was Gavriel the Paladin, runs the Minotaur, and there was a young girl who happened to um, jump in and help save someone else that had been stabbed. Um, her name, her name was Alma. So basically, we were left to try and figure out all this mess, which was kind of rude. And we had to f- try and figure out what was going on and why, and what it and what it was that had caused all these problems. So luckily, we'd found out. We realised that these guards that had turned weren't actually the guards at all. They were actually some odd form of undead servant or something. I don't I don't quite know. None of us could figure out why. We we eventually found the bodies of the fallen guard, which was awkward. I imagine. We had to do so many odd little things to try and figure out where these things had come from. My my immediate thought was that someone had stolen the bodies from the uh, from the graveyards so that was my first port of call um, obviously any anything dealing with the realm of life and death should be my port of call so that was my immediate concern as it turned out uh, no bodies or anything had been taken or stolen the others went looking for other evidence I'm trying to I'm trying to recall all the all the immediate ins and outs it's kind of con- it's kind of a mishmash of stuff. It took us certainly a good day to try and piece together various random clues. Um, as it transpired, the, the the guards that had been hired for this event had come from, for want of a better word, like an employment agency. Um, it's, they were high. They were hired to do this job, but apparently they gone bit they maybe had gone missing I'm not quite sure it was some of the information was really quite weird and I wasn't there and I actually wasn't there when it happened so I don't know exactly what was said but as it turned out you know names of people were all crisscrossed and if I think they managed to like piece together a potential problem we eventually found the I don't know if it was the direct source but certainly it was very much in line with what all the evidence had led to. We'd found an, an abandoned bathhouse, uh, which surprisingly nobody really knew about, which is kind of odd considering it's that city. Very odd indeed. But anyway, we managed to we managed to get our way in. There was odd odd noises, and it was very. I mean, even even for me, it was kind of weird and dark and creepy. And and I'm normally at home. I mean, I see weird and creepy all the time. And even that was just like, hmm, okay, that's not quite right. Even for an abandoned building. We found a central chamber within the bathhouse. 
and there was a woman performing some kind of odd ritual. Head rocking into those. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what it is with these people and thinking that we're doing these things is actually going to get them anywhere. But, you know, yeah, each to, the, each to their own, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, she she was able to summon a giant spider of some odd name and description. It didn't. It certainly didn't look natural when it was summoned. It, it didn't seem. If if you imagine what a normal spider would look like, I don't think. I don't think it would look like that. It certainly. Um, I've dealt with giant spiders before. It's never fun. Oh, definitely not. Um, what was most annoying is that it kept jumping into like these pools and kept emerging in different places. It was really annoying. It, it was really frustrating. It was very. Um, I, I will. I will have to put my hand up. Point and it did knock me out, which was very galling. Um, but it was a situation that we. I'd say we could have been more prepared for, but we couldn't have really prepared for what we could have found. Um, so I guess we just had to deal with it the best we could. Common situation with adventurers. You think you're prepared, and then you walk in and realize you were not prepared at all. Because who could have been? Oh, that's so true. Right? That is so true. But luckily the boys dealt with the spider, and they dealt with um, the woman. And... Yeah, we don't know whether that was the end of that. As far as as far as we know, that's still either under investigation or it has been dealt with by other people. Um, we found, well, Gavriel was able to travel through the water portals, and he was able to, and he, and he found something very weird. But we never really explored it because we thought it would be a bad thing to do if he went on his if he went on his own. Probably a good choice to not send someone other than into a place where spiders came from. Well, the weird thing was, is it was a literal, it was literally water, and and being a trident, he can swim quite well. So um, for the rest of us, maybe not so much. But he did see something that probably he shouldn't have, and he was a bit concerned, but also concerned that maybe we couldn't follow. So that kind of like gave us room to sort of like say maybe this isn't for us we need to get some other people in here to do this um so i had to confront dionysus's i don't know head man i suppose for want of a better word and and to, to be fair i i i did give him a fair piece of my mind because i don't agree with being blamed for something that wasn't my fault and i wanted to make sure that everybody knew it however you know we were able to take whatever we could find from that you know as a as a reward which which is okay fair enough whatever but we certainly insisted that care was taken with the portals and then anybody with any sort of like additional magical leanings beyond what we knew they were they would have to take supreme care um but then this is this is where things started getting a little bit um what's the word i'm looking for complicated things started getting not weirder, but certainly more unique. We ended up noticing that some people were being taken to a caravan. Uh, the caravan was being taken to Sparta. And for one reason or another, 
some of the people in the caravan were actually people that Gavril knows. They're part of his sort of like his actual team, I suppose, for want of a better word. They've been taken as slaves? As it turned out, they were being arrested for crimes. Oh. But but uh, but uh, but I'll get to, I'll get to that. Um, it it gets like I say it it gets weirder, but not it's it's an odd situation. But no, there's, oh, there's so many things. Would you care for the for the drink while we talk? If you could see fit to refill this with hot water and honey, uh, well, that'd be fine. I have another hot water and honey and another ale for me, please. Continue with your story. I'm curious to see how this goes. I honestly don't know how you can stomach that. It smells like... I mean... Given the way Runt pees in the morning... My God! The smell. Takes a lot of practice and honestly if drink worse swill and... Well I, can ima- well, I can imagine you've seen your fair share of shit as well, I would assume. Been on a number of adventures and... Multiple different places. I travel a lot, mm. but I've since really tired from this, that life as much as I can. So I wandered and do some work in the background. <laughs> Look at you. Uh, you will get there at some point, but the thing <laughs> is here, the job is never really done. But the daft thing is, is like I was expecting to be on my way back to Attica as soon as this business was taken care of. However... Gavril was in need of help. If his if his friends were being taken and he couldn't persuade other people otherwise to, to let them go because they were being charged with treason or, or some kind of nonsense. That's a hefty charge. It's, oh, it certainly is. So he politely asked that because we'd been embroiled in this already together and despite basic hiccups, we survived together and came out came out okay. He he asked for us to just hang around a little see if we can help him get to get to his friends in time. So we had to require our own caravan. Well, hitch a ride, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we found a nice group of um Fobolgs who were heading eastwards. Charming people. A little odd sometimes, but mostly pretty friendly. Oh yeah, absolutely absolutely. I mean I think that was maybe my first time ever ever Well, I, I'm not entirely sure. My memory's a little bit hazy. But they weren't going fully east, but they would get us to at least somewhere where we could maybe find additional transport or, you know, find some something else, which is, which is fair enough. We ended up in a small town. Um, they, was, they were stopping off for picking up supplies. Um, but it was... Very, very peculiar. It was a very quiet, somber place. And it was fairly full of people, but it was quite odd because there was no children. It's very odd. That's what we said, and unfortunately, attention, because our young friend is, is a child. Um, and so immediately people were clamouring to try and like smuggle us away or not to not be noticed or whatever. It, it would seem that their offsprings had all been taken away or abducted and we don't and everybody really knows how or why or by whom. Which is kind of odd. 
to say the least. Again, we did what we could to try and like find out what information we could to try and figure out if there was anything that we could do to help in the meantime while we waited for the caravan to return, because they had to go away and come back because they need to pick up some more things. It was a very, very odd situation. People didn't want to openly talk. It was kind of hard to try and get any sort of like real information out of people. Certain people within the hierarchy of the town, I guess, want a better word. They were very keen to keep us quiet and keep other people quiet too. Um, I'm not quite sure who they were trying to protect themselves or the children or... If you wondered if they were involved or the children disappearing. Quite frustrating, especially when you're, you know, just trying to at least be good people to other people. It's one of those situations that you either sort of like grin and bear it and move on or you try and persevere. We were invited to stay with a very, with a very nice couple, at least just for the night. We did what we could to help them out and we got to learn about their child being taken which deeply upset our young friend um you can imagine being a child yourself and hearing about children and being abducted obviously it was upsetting to pretty much all of us that a town without children is obviously quite ominous and curious so we wanted to try and at least figure out if there was something we could do about it while we were waiting for the caravan to return. So we we started well, we started to try and ask around. People were being exceptionally mute, which led us to believe that something really weird was going on, whether people were in fear of retribution if they said anything. Or... Definitely something going on there. There's, particularly in a world where prevailing background thought I suppose, you know, for these sorts of people, you know, speaking ill or, you know, speaking up against something that, that might incur the, you know, it's, 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 an, it's an awkward thing. But it's like, are you really going to risk that for your children? It's like, that... And if you do, damned if you don't. Very, very much so. It's, it's a horrible situation. But it's like, you know, you kind of get to you kind of get the feeling it's like, you know, what could they do? How powerful is this possible retribution going to be? Or, or where, who or where is it coming? And I, and I suppose it was a case of like, well, we're here. We can probably help stand up against whatever might come along. We can at least give them a fighting chance, I suppose. But we were, uh, but we were given lodgings with this nice couple. They got to talking about their lives and their their. Their, their child and how long this has been going on for and in the midst of settling settling down for the evening the town was attacked by ogre type creatures very very large very very ugly creatures very ugly indeed not fun to run into we had to do what we had to do we we, we looked to protect ourselves and and the couple um they Yes, they broke <laughs> they broke into the homestead, but luckily we we kind of felt prepared. Runt was able to barrel one through 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 the window, which was entertaining, but clumsy. Bless him, he just tries so hard. But... Oh, I'm very familiar. You know how barbarians get um, very fun to watch. Very fun to watch. Certainly, if you're on the good side of them. 
pretty entertaining when they get drunk and then try and pick a fight. Oh, oh, trust me. He's, he's, he's done the fair bit of that already. And part of me enjoys it, but part of me is just like, oh, bless you, just have you... Mm. I understand that feeling. He's a dear boy. Don't 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 get me wrong. But yeah, he's yeah. given what we know about him and what we don't know about him. I suppose it's kind of understandable that he en- enjoys recreational violence as a former Spartan soldier. Ah. Uh. So make of that what you will. But anyway, so yes, one of those horrible ogre creatures thought it would be funny to try and get in my face. And of course, as you can imagine, I mean, I'm a pretty tall lady, so he didn't exactly tower over. And I don't shy away from things very much, even if it did did have horrible breath. My God. Huh. (laughs) Never get too close to an ogre's breath. Been there before. It's unfortunate that backing down is the worst thing you can do, but you have to try and not pass out from the stint. Yes, stay at range, or if you have Hold your breath. It's horrible. Um, I can inflict wounds on people. It's been effective in other areas and in a tight situation where other magics might cause further harm, I thought. Well, you're in my face. I'm going to um, get back in yours. I I was able to damage it, but I, I damaged it very, very hard. It felt refreshing to do it for a change, rather than having to heal somebody all the time. Because it's something I've had to do to ease other people's pain. And I'm fairly well practiced at it. Uh, but this is where things go a little bit awry. Because as, as it lost consciousness, it changed shape. Oh. Yes. That's not so normal. Mm, I'll, give you, I'll give you one guess. One time I was one of the children. It turned into a child. What in the hell is going on down there? <laughs> you tell me, my dear. But um, it it took all of my it took all of my strength to sort of like try and yell to run, not to not to decapitate the other ogre, or at least not <laughs> destroy it completely. So myself and the youngling we managed to restore this child back to life as best we could. Quite shocking. Very shocking indeed, and quite powerful, strange magic. You certainly kind of found out what was doing it, but at the time we were like, what is going on? I mean, certainly the gods are capable of very strange and curious gifts, but none of us could really tie this to any of them. But what was noticeable is that on the child's skin was a brand, and it was not something that... Mm, that's even worse. Very, very worrying. Um, it was, I believe it was a pie. And I believe, I believe Gavril picked up on what that symbol meant. I found the symbol, but again, not really my purview. We had to make a, one of, there was another, there was the third ogre. Ran away. And because it was getting quite late, and we thought if we waited, we probably wouldn't find any tracks. So we weren't quite sure what to do. So I believe what we did, just trying to think, did we still pursue? Yes, I believe we did pursue, yes. The tracks weren't exactly easy to follow, but luckily we were going down a particular path and it didn't really 
deviate too much. But it did lead us um, down into sort of like a, I don't want to say a canyon, but more like a, like a, for want of a better word, like a ravine. Those are not a fun place to find yourself in late at night while chasing an ogre. Oh, you, 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 you took the word out of my mouth, admittedly. Um, you know, Gavril being the, being another soldier and Runt having some sort of, some warrior's knowledge, we, we erred on the side of caution and tried to find somewhere where we could lay low. Either it was a case of like, either wait and see if we could lay an ambush or at least find another, another path. Um, over the top, perhaps. So what we did, we started looking around, looking for vantage points, boulders we could hide behind, anywhere where we could get like a vantage point or some other view where we could be at least be obscured ourselves. I discovered a cave, well, a small cave, I should say, tucked away up one of the sides, and I um, I came across a uh, a human woman just quietly meditating, quite peculiar. To say the least. Very strange indeed. She was very, very friendly and accommodating. She seemed to be laying low herself, although she had nothing to do with what was going on, despite <laughs> despite our pressing questions. You know, who are you? What are you doing here? Uh, all the usual kind of stuff. As it turns out, she was just um, traveling around and found this found this place to lay low in. She needed to collect her thoughts and what have you. We basically explained what had been going on um, as soon as we mentioned children and odd weird things going on and she, she offered to help which was very very kind of her suspicious depending on who you ask her name is Kaya by the way I think I mentioned her earlier she is a, uh, a law bard so the appeal of maybe writing a story or a sonnet about strange goings on about ogres and children and weird things maybe appealed to her a little bit. She did tell us of a additional pathway over the over the, the edge of the ravine uh, that possibly led to these an, another set of caves. We rested a little bit and then we hatched a plan to try and catch them unawares ourselves. We found our way down to these other caves. Fortunately for us, it wasn't a very complex tunnel system. It was fairly straightforward that's related to find something like that we basically found a a large cave within down underground and various ogres in in sleep and one very very large ogre um that we believed to be that we were led to believe was the main instigator of this problem you may or may not know of this creature. It's a creature called Polyphemus. He's uh, basically a cyclops. Oh, yes, I'm very familiar. Long story there. And he's also believed to be one of Poseidon's children. Now, the prevailing story was that... Oh, what's his name now? Odysseus. That's the one! (laughs) I'm familiar with the cyclops and with Odysseus, though. I don't think I'd particularly like running into either of them. Well, the prevailing story was that, you know, the Cyclops had fled after his encounter with Odysseus, but no one ever knew where he, where he could have ended up. Apparently, he's here. Wonderful. Now, thankfully, we had caught him completely unawares, and there were 
three or four other like smaller ogre creatures. So we tried to hatch a very quick ambush as best as we could. If we could basically destroy Polyphemus first, we could potentially protect the children from having to do them any harm. That was an educated guess between all of us. We didn't, uh, given what we'd done previously, we, we saw no reason to try and, you know, destroy the children only in self-defense. And if we, if we accidentally killed them, we would do our best to bring them back. Fair guess and a decent plan considering the situation. Never liked that Cyclops. <sighs> now that we know what we know, no, no, me neither, dear. Gavril and, and Runt. Being the being the upfront guys, they managed to get themselves in a position where they could just literally make a like a first strike, as it were, to try and deal as much damage to him as humanly possible, to try and see if they could kill him in his sleep, effectively. One of my abilities, if you care to call it that, I can expedite someone's. How can I put it? If something, if I deem something worthy of death, I can try and make it happen that much faster. Oh, it's very useful ability. I'm guessing that comes from worshipping, you said, Persephone? Correct. I suppose as the exponent, the, the, the delicate balance between life and death, if we deem something worthy of living, we can staunch that and prevent them from crossing over down into the underworld. Whereas if, if we equally deem something as despicable and deplorable and should not be distorting the delicate balance, we can, we can, we can certainly do our best to try and make it more disposable, I suppose is the correct word. Um, or maybe it's not, I don't know. So I channeled the energies of my goddess for the, for the, uh, for the guys to try and just beat the living piss out of him while he slept. Very solid plan. I like the way you think. Well, you know, it... Also, Bastard deserves it. Oh, oh trust me. Not pleasant. Um, and seeing up close? Yeah, definitely not fun. But luckily, uh, I mean, the boys hit him so hard that they couldn't kill him in one blow, as, as we could expect, I suppose, being a goddamn Cyclops. However, the strategy was sound. The, the strategy was still sound, and at least... Catching him unawares made it made it overall better for us. Our young friend stayed at the back of the cave trying to do what she could. Kaya, to her credit, stayed side by side with me. We tried to control the the other ogres, while Gavril and, and Runt tried to take down Polyphemus as quickly as possible. Naturally, um, you know, they were trying to attack everybody at once. It's kind of hard to try and when you, when you have that kind of a confrontation, you can't necessarily control everybody at once. And things happen, unfortunately. Fortunately, things went pretty well. Gavriel did get clobbered a little bit from behind. He got blindsided by one of the other ogres that we couldn't quite get to. Kaya, to her credit, she did, I think she actually put I think she put at least one of them to sleep, which was very clever. Very clever and very tricky sometimes. At least it sort of like left us with <laughs> less things to deal with. We had to take down one of the ogres that got too close. Luckily, it, it reverted back to its child form, but Alma was able to quickly restore it. Stop, stop it from... That's good to hear. Yes. 
Gavril got blindsided and knocked down. I had to quickly reposition myself to get him back up. We managed to sort of like... I think Kaya may have actually put that other one to sleep as well, as, as a second try. And that basically left us left us to deal with Polyphemus himself, which I don't think he was very pleased with. The guys were doing their best to sort of like take blows from him while, while we were doing all we could to, to keep them bolstered. I'm sorry to say that I actually ran out of patience at this point. Polyphemus was doing my head in and so... I, I reached down and I and I pat the skull. I um I, I killed him with this, huh. but not in but not by running up to it and hitting him with it. I'm I'm not as strong as those. Two. This is a relic of my temple. Um, it was given to me temporarily by the priestess, just as like a show of good faith, and you know, <laughs> in the original plan, if I show up, it would carry a bit of a bit of weight and a bit of thing. Oh, they've sent somebody, not important, but at least they've sent somebody dressed well for this occasion sort of thing. I noticed that looked a little familiar. As a relic of my temple, it it has the, it, it lets me channel my my casting ability, my, my whatever you want to call it, my my ability to, to channel the divine energies of Persephone. Basically, I, I blew a massive hole in his chest. It's very effective. Yes, I mean, it was probably fairly lucky blow but i wouldn't i wouldn't never tell the boys that <laughs> no you never tell when it's luck it's always skill well that's the thing it's like i wouldn't want to damage the you know men being as they are oh i'm very familiar we knew he had to die we we all knew that i just he was being heavily distracted i caught him squaring the chest and there seemed to be enough significant power through through what i channeled and it just literally just blew two massive holes through his chest and kaboom dead we had to make sure that the children were okay but they weren't turning back instantly kind of worrying of course so runt bless him thought it'd be a nice idea to cut his eye out out of his head and once he managed to do that we realized that it wasn't an eye it it was kind of odd and green and glowing again deeply deeply disconcerting early disconcerting oh you have no idea especially once it was out of his head as well it was very very strange to look at if i'm honest i can't remember exactly what we did to get the children back to normal whether i can't remember whether it did actually happen naturally or, um, or whether we did something i can't remember now understandable as long as they were returned to normal we got them back to normal we corralled them. Gavril was able, believe it or not, he actually found himself a, uh, a trident stashed away in a in an alcove. And again, as we as as I mentioned, because Polyphemus was one of Poseidon's children, for want of a better word, this trident is in fact seemingly a prototype of Poseidon's actual real trident. So like before it became like. Almost as if before Poseidon got the trident that he that he wields now, it probably went. There was probably a few phases of like different stages of like what what, what it of what it could be. Right, and I was wondering where that one went. Well, that's the that, that's the weird thing is like we assumed, I suppose, through story, rumor, whatever, that any other were actually you know destroyed. Well, some of them were. Well, again, again, that's the thing, isn't it? About 
gods and stories and legends, everything becomes hearsay. You never quite know where the actual true story lies. Who knows what other things are hidden all, all over the place. I mean, I mean, take take my mace for example. It, it's a it is a distinct relic purely because the story that I was told about it is that it was actually carved and made from the bone of a demonic monster, a devotee to Persephone, or possibly even to Hades. I don't know. Saw fit to defeat this monster, and from the body he was able to sort of craft this this peculiar weapon. I think I've heard the rumors of the story myself. Interesting to see that they are true. That's the legend that I was told. The weapon itself, it is referred to as the benefit of the doubt. However, I call it Benedictus for short. A good name. A solid name. It's a curious name, but however, it was named it was named by Persephone herself, so we don't we don't question that. Yes, an interesting taste in naming things, but most of the time, it's rather poetic, I found. I mean, again, like I said, I, I, I lack the physical strength to wield this like a true fighter. However, I, I have found other means of making him very, very useful. If you, can Im- if you could possibly imagine a five-foot version of this, but glaring. I can imagine that. It's quite terrifying and impressive. Mm-hmm. He's wonderful. Aren't you, dear? And I'm just going to give him a quick pat. Seems to be a very special weapon, indeed. He has proven himself very, very useful um, since this whole escapade began. He's... It's kind of weird. I, I, like to, I like to consider that whatever essence of him is alive, I feel like I can interact with him. Given that I've already said that a lot of humans tend to disappoint in so many ways. Sometimes you have to find friendship or something you can trust in whatever is available. You're not the first person to befriend a weapon in a way. And I think in some ways, it, given my, my lack of me- immediate memories, I suppose having something that I can at least feel some kind of attachment to even though it's more spiritual than anything else, I suppose giving myself a, a, an additional tie to my goddess by whatever means it just brings things a little bit more into it, I suppose. You mentioned a lack of immediate memories. What do you mean by that? Well, between you and I, I only have memories of the past year. You don't remember anything before that? Absolutely nothing. Very odd. What is the first thing you remember, then? I suppose I remember blackness. Complete lack of light. Odd noises. Growls. Grinding of teeth. And then I, I, I find myself in the temple where I spent this last year. Covered in bandages, as you see. Have you spoken to or seen anyone about the possibility of getting those memories back? If I'm being brutally honest, I'm not sure so many things are happening within the world. As and when I find out any information, I will deal with it as and when. All that concerns me now is dealing with things that are presented currently. Like I was saying before, it's like I thought it was appropriate that I at least thank the other temple in some way. So I agreed to sort of like 
to stay and try and learn from them and try and at least gain some immediate knowledge of the world around me. They saw fit to teach me in the ways of of, of, of being a cleric of Persephone. I seemed to possess whatever talent I could for at least helping people. The one thing I suppose that made me stand out from some of the other clerics was that in the event of someone having a truly mortal wound, something that not even conventional magic necessarily contend with, I was the, well, I believe I still am, the only person to actually deal with it without any sort of like emotional attachment. People might say I'm cold and callous for that, but in certain circumstances, people require that aloofness, that solidarity, that person to literally just stand there and tell them there is nothing more we can do. We can make this as quick or as painless as humanly possible. We have the ways. It's just a question of if people are willing to, to submit to that. And because of and because of that, that is why they dubbed me because I have that ability to give or not give mercy to those that need it. So in a way, it's like you are more familiar with death than most. Pretty much. It would be very interesting if you ever remember your past. You were not the first person I've met to have lost their memories, but the last person, it was a group of people that they couldn't remember the past six months. It's interesting to see someone who couldn't remember mm. you. Yeah, there's a long story behind that one, too. Had they been in the Feywild by any chance? No, I think it's more of they were almost banished to hell, and then someone managed to redirect them into an alleyway, and they lost all of their memories. Hmm, that sounds like a very convenient one, who am I to say? But it, does, but it does smack of magical interference, let's put it that way. Particularly amongst a group of people no one casually forgets without some. Yeah, I don't know if they've quite figured out what's happened to them yet, either. I mentioned noises and scratches. I'm going to just peel back part of the collar on my neck, where, where the bandages are, and you'll see a massive crisscross of our different types of scarring. Oh my. That must have been very painful. I really wouldn't know. However... What you should know is that those scars cover pretty much all of my body, hence why I'm wearing all these bandages, and is why I drink this tea. Does the tea help with the pain? It it helps when I put, and I'll produce a small, like a small pouch. When I infuse the tea, it it helps. I do not go a single minute without pain. However, I ref- however I refuse to give it any sort of power. Must be very strong indeed. Or very, very stubborn, dear. Depending on your outlook. Is there really that much of a difference? <laughs> There's... I suppose if you ask certain people, I, I, I'm probably just a stubborn bitch. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Because they don't presume to know me. Nor would I give them a chance to. They can assume anything they want from me. I've been called to that a few times myself, if it makes you feel any better. The last person that tried, that called me that, was trying to kill me and got a knife to the kidneys. It was not an easy death for them. To be fair, they deserved it. Oh no, I can imagine. Like I said before, it's like, it's one of the situations where 
my my brush with death and my effort towards it and my ability to handle, administer, or even remove pain from others. It provides me a very unique perspective. I I literally use my own pain to to guide my actions, I suppose. Interesting approach to life. Anybody can learn to live with pain. It's how you choose to deal with it and control it. Not all pain is easily dealt with. Oh, it is not. Unfortunately. And some pain never truly goes away. Mm. So yes, I have to drink this tea. I have to regularly dress the wash them or replace them as periodically. It's again, it's just a routine now. I'm basically numb to the process. It shocks people when they see when they see it, but that's that, that's their prerogative. It is just part of who I am. You seem to be very comfortable with yourself. Not many adventurers are. I guess I have the luxury of having a short memory span. I suppose I only have what I've currently dealt with to fall back on. I have no, aside from that initial awakening from the darkness and a vision I, I was recently granted. There's, there's the, I suppose if everybody could only have an immediate year's worth of knowledge, what, what year would they pick? Would they be happy with it? It's a... That's a good question. I feel like I'm going to be pondering that one for a very long time. Neither that or until I get to the bottom of this drink. I think I need another one. Although I might think about moving to a different tavern, because I don't know if my friend is going to get here anytime soon. Tales of Adventure is directed and produced by me, Brianna Toiber, as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. The music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what I'm doing and would like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial and choose one of the tiers connected to Tales of Adventure. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find for those who need it.